Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today for our congregation at prayer for this, uh, what is it, April 14th, 2021. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Say our memory verse together. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, verse 28. Our psalm for this week, Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and even forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high, who looks down, far, looks far down on the heavens and the earth? He who raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, with the princes of his people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is from Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from my, the words of my groaning? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear, and in the night season, and I'm not silent. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you, they trusted, and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me, they shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord, let him rescue him, let him deliver him, since he delights in him. But you are he who took me out of the womb, you made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast on upon you from birth, from my mother's womb, you have been my God. Be not far from me for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many strong bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouths like a raging and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and my bone, all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me, the congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me, they divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the 
lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen? You have answered me. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him, and fear him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, he heard, My praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before you, before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him, even he who cannot keep himself alive. All posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born, that he has done this. That's Psalm 22. Of course, you hear that um, on Maundy Thursday at the stripping of the altar. Of course, you can hear how prophetically it speaks of Christ and his cross. I would suggest even more so, um, as, as it's recorded in the Gospels, it is the prayer of Christ upon the cross, quite explicitly. Our reading today for catechesis is from John chapter 19. So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put it on him a purple robe. Then they said, Hail, King of the Jews, and they struck him with their hands. Pilate then went out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold, the man. Therefore, when the chief priests and officers uh, saw him, they cried out, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. Then the Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard um, that saying, he was the more afraid and went again to the praetorium and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have the power to crucify you and the power to release you? Jesus answered, You could have no power at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. From then on Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you let this man go, you are not Caesar's friend. Whoever makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate heard, therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus out and sat down in the judgment seat in, the, in a place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And he said to the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? 
The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him to, to them to be crucified. Then they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing the cross, or his cross, went out to the place called the place of the skull, of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side, Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. The writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Therefore the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but he said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they crucified Jesus, took his garments made and made four parts, to each soldier apart, and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Or from the top in one piece, excuse me. They said, therefore, among themselves, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be. That the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. All right, some catechesis on this text. Scroll back to the beginning, although I don't imagine you can actually see it. (laughs) Uh, But you can hear me. So, uh, what does it mean to be scourged? What does that mean, to be scourged? It's a special kind of whip, a cat of nine tails, I think. It's to be beaten with this whip, right? And what did the soldiers make for Jesus? They made for him a crown of thorns. And what's the importance of thorns? Go back uh, to Genesis 3, of course, right? Thorns were a mark of the curse of death that Jesus bore for us. After the fall into sin, the ground produced thorns and thistles, right? And now he bears them upon his head. Of course, what does the uh, color purple symbolize? That's royalty. Uh, So then why is the purple the color uh, for Lent? It marks Jesus as the true king, um, the one who suffered for us. Uh, what did Pilate once more declare in verse 4 about Jesus? We talked about this yesterday, but here it is again. I find no fault in him. What, is, what important statement then was made in verse 5 about Pilate? This is often pictured uh, in stained glass or in paintings with the, word, the Latin words, ecce homo, which means behold the man. Behold the man. Right. Um, how did the crowd respond to this statement? I'd show you on the screen, but you can't see it. It's verse 6. Crucify him, crucify him. Yeah. What is, imp- what is the importance of Pilate's statement in response to the crowd? Again, Pilate says, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. This is now the third time. This is, of course, Jesus is the new man, the new Adam who was put to death in our place, right? The sinless lamb for the sinless one, for us. I find no fault in him. So he says this now three times. Yes, I know you can still hear. I'm sorry you cannot see. I'm going to keep saying it. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, it's just, uh, it's today, apparently. I tried multiple servers. No success. This was the best we could do. All right. Um, 
What charge did the Jews then make against Jesus? He made himself to be the son of God so that he must die according to their law. And now Pilate's response is that he is afraid, right? Um, Because he heard that Jesus is, or was rather, the son of God. What did Pilate want Jesus to tell him? See this in verse 9. Where are you from? And what did Jesus reveal in verse 11? You could have no power over me unless it were given to you. From where, or from whom rather, had Pilate been given authority? That is from above, right? From God. And how did the Jews then pressure Pilate? Verse 12, if you're following along at home, I know you can't see me, but uh, God willing, you can hear me. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, if you support this man, um, you are not Caesar's friend, but rather are uh, speaking against Caesar. Ooh. Uh, now in verse 13, um, Pilate goes, of course, and sits on the judgment seat, uh, which is called the stone pavement, or in Hebrew, they called it Gabbatha, right? Why is, the, why is the stone pavement the place of judgment, do you think? Stone pavement, a place of judgment. There's been lots of conversation about, about stones um, throughout the gospel. Back in John 8 and 10, 19, 20. I'm going to summarize them for you. Jesus is the stone whom the builders rejected. Those who fall upon him in contrition and faith live. Uh, those upon whom he falls because of their impenitence and unbelief are condemned to die. He rolled away the stone from the tomb in the token that the judgment of death had been broken by his death. Um, all right, so there's some ideas about, about the, the stone. Um, in Aramaic, of course, Gabbatha means high or elevated. What time of day was it? And it says it's um, the sixth hour there in verse 14, all right? which is about 6 a.m. according to the Roman time system that John is using. Uh, there is some seeming conflict between the Gospels. Um, here in John, they use the, John uses the Roman reckoning. Um, the other Gospels use the, the Hebrew reckoning, uh, which, uh, or the Jewish system, right? So the sixth hour for them would be noon. For, for John, it's, the, uh, it's 6 a.m., you know, past midnight. Of course, then what happens in 15? They say, away with him, away with him crucify him, and Pilate says, shall I crucify your king? This is very similar to what happens in the days of Samuel, which Jesus refers to elsewhere. Uh, The people rejects God as their king, right? Uh, And then they demand a king, an earthly king. And here they're rejecting again God as their king, demanding Caesar instead, an earthly king. Continuing along, uh, where was Jesus crucified? at the place of the skull, called Golgotha, which of course is um, going to point forward to what happens here, where he crushes the head of Satan. What was written above, or on the sign above Jesus? Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. I-N-R-I. All right. And what language was it written? Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. Uh, Why were the chief priests upset? Yeah, they were upset with this statement. They did not want Jesus to be declared the king of the Jews by Roman authority. What did the soldiers do with Jesus' clothing? 
says there. They divided them up into four parts and cast lots for the seamless tunic. Uh, of course, this was prophesied back in Psalm 22, which we read. Psalm 22, verse 18, right? Uh, who wrote these words? Of course, that was David um, and Jesus being the son of David. Why were the garments divided into four parts? That's right, because the gospel is to be preached to the four corners of the earth. Of course, what did the seamless tunic symbolize? The robe of Christ's righteousness and the complete unity of the scripture that proclaims Jesus as the Savior of the world. Meditation on the text uh, that you might have heard read just a few moments ago. Ecce homo. Behold the man. The words are a wonderful proclamation of gospel from the lips of the unbelieving judge, Pilate. Displayed before the Jews, the Romans, and now our own eyes, is the man who came to take the place of Adam. In his own flesh, he bore the punishment that we deserved. As the crown of thorns so fittingly shows, by returning our thoughts to the curse that Adam's sins brought upon the whole world. The soldiers sought to mock him with the purple robe, but instead, it is the sign of hope for us. Our Lord came in the flesh to be our king, but not as the king of this world. The purple garment would quickly be taken away, but the purple of his bruises, which were given him because of our iniquities, would not be removed. By his stripes we would be healed, as he purchased us to be his own dear subjects in his eternal kingdom of righteousness. In Jesus we behold the true Son of Man, who, unlike Cain, is able to free us from the sin we inherit from Adam. The true Son of Man came to the place of the skull to crush the sin we inherit from Adam. The true Son of Man came to the place of the skull to crush the head of the serpent with his own dear feet. This head of death no longer reigns over us, for the Lord of life has offered himself up in our place, thus vanquishing death forever. The divided clothing and the seamless tunic remind us that the gospel is to be preached to the four corners of the earth, so that in the waters of holy baptism the robe of of his righteousness might cover the world and the nations might be brought into the perfect unity of Christ. Confess the table of duties. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. Matthew 22, verse 21. It is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also because of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants, who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Romans 13, verses 5 through 7. I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior. 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 3. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good. Titus 3, verse 1. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every earthly every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as the supreme authority or to governors uh, who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. 1 Peter 2, verses 13 to 14. I pray. Merciful Father, grant us faith to pray for the civil authorities and to trust that you will accomplish your good and gracious will through them. 
Teach us to live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness, and to be ready to do whatever is good in service to others in our community and nation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray today on this Wednesday for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the word of God, for parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods. Help us, good Lord, by the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of, your, of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. On this April 14th, we pray with Al and Jackie, who celebrate their birthday, with Bryce, who celebrates his baptism, with Amanda and Mariah and Thanksgiving, for Tristan, Marcella, Kelsey, Roy, John, Timothy, Janice, and Sandy, Linda, Ken, Aaron, Penny, and Blair, all who need the gift of the Lord's healing, for our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey, for Lutheran Heritage Foundation, and Pastor Bloss, and the Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for this week. Christ Jesus lay in death strong bands. Hymns stands as one, four, and five. us life from heaven. 
Therefore let us joyfully and sing to God right thankfully loud songs of Alleluia, Alleluia. It was a strange and dreadful strife when life and death contended. The victory remained with life, the reign of death was ended. Holy Scripture plainly saith that death is swallowed up by death. If ever, Alleluia. Here our true Paschal Lamb we see, God so freely he gave us. He died on the accursed tree, so strong his love to save us. See, blood now marks our door. Even death passes o'er, and Satan cannot harm us. Alleluia. All right, that concludes our congregation of prayer for today, April 14th, 2021. Uh, apologies for those of you who tried to watch live. Hopefully you've uh, been able to listen to it here on replay later on in the day. And uh, do join us this evening for our excuse me for our Bible study in the book of Hebrews. Uh, I don't believe I'll try to do it here from church. I think I'll do it from home <laughs> so that uh, we can guarantee a video quality. Um, it looks like pretty much the internet is completely worthless here today. So um, I don't expect you were able to see at all for the second half. So uh, Lord be with you all. I hope I can see you tonight at 7 p.m. And uh, we'll see you then.